Okay, welcome to tonight's edition of Sunday Night Novi. Sunday Night Novi is an ongoing presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network. Sunday Night Novi is tonight's topic is Navua in the 20th century. Prophetic vision in the 21st century, the message of Nevi'im Rishonim, the story of the Book of Shmuel. The series will focus on how Shmuel Anovi, the author of the Book of Shmuel, sent us many messages for our time. Uh, the series is dedicated with Zechon Ishmael, Sarabi Rachmiel, Ben Aramir. Uh, tonight's shir is also dedicated to Zechus Rufuah Shlema, Chava Henachana, Bas Panina Yochavet, who needs a very, very serious refuah lema. So, Mitzvah, the learning and the Tehillim that people are saying for her should should bring her refuah lema. Okay, um, we spoke last week uh, about the return of the Jewish people to being the Jewish people. Um, Rashi, R- Rashi, Rashi, in no uncertain terms, uh, gave the full credit to Shmuel Hanavi. As to, uh, to to quote, quote Rashi, Ayidei Shmuel, Shahayam Mechazer Meir Leir. It says, because of Shmuel, who went from city to city, Vishoftum, Ushvatum, and he judged them, and he gave them Musr, and he knew how to do it in the right way, and and, and he really turned around the, the Jewish people. So Rashi is as clear as day that it is to the credit of Shmuel Hanavik. Uh, we spoke about the uh, a slight battle that took place. Uh, we spoke about how how when the Jewish people are are fo- are following are uh, doing what they uh, what what doing what they were supposed to that that um, when they do when they're doing what they're supposed to that that, that we have uh, great uh, great things happen. Um, and and that's what we, and that's what we're going to begin to see um, a, a, as we as we start moving through this. I just want to just check on one thing. Anyway, anyway, so so we got to Perakhet. Uh, so I want to read a couple of sukkim, and then I have a lot of uh, 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 I want to give a, a global picture of this Perak. So we understand it a little better. It's on page forty-eight. If you're in the, if you're in the art scroll, um, and if not, um, it's Parachet in Sefer Shmuel. By Hiki Zaken Shmuel, it says when Shmuel became uh, elderly. So the truth is, um, that's not really what happened because he was not old when he died. He only died. He died at the age of fifty-two. Uh, which even in those days standards was not considered old, so so we'll have to see what that means uh, in a few minutes. Vayasem as banav shovtim liYisrael. So he placed his children. Uh, it's the wish of every parent that their children should succeed them, and he placed them um, as leaders of the Jewish people. He 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 wanted them to be the succession of him. His eldest son was named Yoel, and the second son was named was Aviyah, Shoftim, Bibe'er Sheva. 
So they were judges in Be'er Sheva. Uh, so there's already a couple of, of early comments that, that take place here. But let's, uh, again, I just want to read a couple more psukim. It says that his children did not follow in his ways. It says they were swayed by profit, bribery. Unclear exactly what that means, as we're going to see in the in the Mephoshim. And they perverted justice. So if we take the Psukim, <coughs> if we take the Psukim plainly, so it sounds like um, the great father did not produce such such great such great people. The advantage of being home is that when you need a drink, it's right in front of you. All right, anyway, so so we're, we're presented with a very shady uh, description of the children of Shemuel. Uh, so we're presented with a very shady uh, presentation. So a couple of comments about being Zakain. So as somebody who is in the rabbinate, has <laughs> been here for a number of years, uh, this job does weigh on you. And, and it does give you gray hairs. Uh, before before your, your time. So the fact that Shmuel uh, was called Zakain at, at, at a younger age is not that surprising to me. And I can only imagine what he had to deal with. So so I, I think Zakain was in look and, and I think Zakain was in was in um, what he accomplished as well. Zakain also means that he achieved can also mean that he achieved a great level of wisdom that he's called a zakein. So that's that's one uh, concept over there. Uh, second thing is, it says, um, so they became judges in Be'er Sheva. So, so let, let's see exactly what this means. Vayatu. So the Pasuk says they, they, were, uh, they were swayed. So Rashi says, heim atzman. They, 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 they themselves, or the Sudat David says, he too atzman lachshok v'mamon, u'bavuzer lachusholchad v'hitu amishpat. That they were uh, money hungry. They liked money, and that caused them to turn away from what their father had had wanted for them, and that's what they were. Now vayatu davar acher dehaynu amishpat. V'rabu seinu amru. Now, 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 it's always amazing to me when you have a presentation in the Psukim that seemed to be pretty damaging. And then, then you look in the Gemara and Chazal say, nah, they weren't that bad. Sometimes it's very hard to understand, you know. Um, and the Gemara says, it's Gemara and Shabbos, the Daphne involved, Lo Chatu B'nei I'm quoting from Rashi. It says that it says that they they did not. It's not that they sinned; it's that they just weren't their father. They didn't go around. They 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 didn't travel around in the in the same way that that their father traveled around. It was. They were, it was a different approach. And they, they did it in order so that the, their scribes 
would, would be able to uh, gain more money, right? Yeah, if you read, if you look at note two and three, if you're in the art school, instead of following Shmuel's example of making themselves available to the people, they stationed themselves in Be'er Sheva in the extreme south, so that it was extremely difficult and time-consuming for a great majority of the people to seek justice. Not only that, they sought fees for their services in sharp contrast to their father who never accepted payment even for expenses. In the plain sense of the verse, they actually accepted bribes. But the Talmud states that such an interpretation of the verse is mistaken. Rather, they would summon people to their court in Beersheba in order to increase the income of the attendants and the scribes. In other words, not that they were accepting bribes. By staying in one place and requiring people to come to them, what they were saying is that, what they were saying is basically that, you know, we have pe- our people need to make money. And, and, and if our people need to make money, we want to make sure that they get the money. You know, we see something similar to this, uh, but there it's a lot more positive than this. So after the war of the four and five kings with Avram Avinu, so it says that, you know, the king of Sodom came to Avraham and said, you know, you take it all, Avram. Give me the people back and you just take it all. You take all their wealth. You take everything they have. And Avram looks at him and says, you got to be kidding me, guy. He says, there's not a chance that that is happening. Because I said, I know you. I know you. What you get, what's going to happen is, is that I'm gonna, I'll am i take the wealth and you're going to walk around saying, I'm the one that made Avram wealthy. And there is there is absolutely no chance in that happening. And, and um, but what he does tell the king of Sodom, but he says, um, um, he says, however, the people that fought with me, they're going to take a share. But me, nothing. I'm not touching nothing. The other people uh, will, will, will take a share of the wealth. So, so um, anyway, so, so Rashi says that, sh- that they, they, they were making sure that their people were getting a salary. And, and if they would have left the city like their father did, then, then that it wouldn't have been the shame. Now, the Radak says like this. He says, um, The reason why it tells us that they wish judges in Beersheba is to tell them that they were not like their father. That who used to go around from city to city, so not to uh, cause the Jewish people to come to him. Radak says, interesting, he says, not only did they not do what Shmuel did, but they lived at the edge of Eretz Yisrael. Be'er Sheva is all the way, is all the way south. Be'er Sheva Eretz Yisrael. Dan is the far north, Beersheba is the south. So anyway, Radak says, interesting, he says, if they would have divided themselves, one would have gone to Dan, and the other one would have gone to Beersheba, so the Radak says that wouldn't have been so terrible. 
עדיין אילו היה אחד יושב בדן, והאחד בשער לא היה רע, נו נשקפלה. אבל שניהם היו שולטים בבאר שבע, להצריח ישראל לבוא עליהם על ההר בשכר. It says that, that they stood in Be'er Sheva, uh, they, they were so to speak, they entered into a partnership business of, of being a shofet, and their goal was to increase their money. And then the Radak quotes the Gemara, Amor Abbasen, Yisachonam Lebracha, B'nei Shua Lohatu, Elofishaloa, Yom Aksir, Mechol, Mekomos, B'yashu, B'vatek, Yitil, Habroschel, Chazim, Sarem, Ma'ale, Alev, Akosav, Kilo, Lokeach, Shokha. So the Radak is very clear, and Rashi is very clear also. That bribery here doesn't mean bribery. Bribery means that they, they made sure that their people around them uh, got their money. But the Radak does say, he says, if you, if you, he says, if you just read the Psukim at face value, sounds like they weren't so great. Now, there's always a challenge of um, being great. great fo- following greatness is always a big challenge. Uh, as I've told you many times, there was no one greater than their father. And to live in the, to fill those shoes is sometimes uh, a great challenge. Uh, the second thing, uh, uh, from a children's perspective, sometimes they don't want to fill those shoes. Sometimes they, sometimes they want they want to choose a different path than their father uh, does. Now, that, and that, and maybe maybe that's shot in the mafarshim. They're saying that they didn't sin. Is that you know they had to find their own way. And sometimes you know we have all these expectations on people. You know, um, there's uh, you know always a lot of people expect the rabbi's children to behave a certain way. Uh, thankfully, mine mine live up to the task, but um, but but a lot of times it's not fair that you know we expect the the you know the rabbi's uh, son once he becomes uh, in high school he's giving to be giving shiurim and uh, participating in all the learning and all. Uh, sometimes that's not that's not fair, and that's not fair, and maybe that's shot in the mafarshim that yeah they weren't shmuel, but they didn't sin either. Meaning they they developed their own lives. Uh, Rav Shachta tells a story. Um, it's a Yerushalmi. Uh, Rav Yossi ben Yoeza. Rav Shachta tells a story that Rav Yossi ben Yoeza had a son, uh, and and you know, Rav Yossi ben Yoeza wanted his son to be one of the Zukos, one of the Tanoim like him, and he didn't want to be. He was interested in business. He wanted to be a businessman. He wanted to be in trade and commodities and the stock market, whatever he wanted to be. And, and it says that Yossi ben Yoeza was very, very upset about this. To, uh, I mean, to the point that his, his own colleague said to him, he said, Rebbe, Nishkofela, it's not so terrible that, that if, if he goes into some other business. So the story is that he got so incensed that he donated, he, didn't, he, he refused to leave him in Yerusha. So he, let, he donated all the Yerusha, he lived in the time of the base of Mikdash. He donated uh, all his Yerusha to the base of Mikdash. But Yosef and Yosef's son got no Yerusha. So it turns out, so the story turns out that Yosef and Yosef's son made more money uh, and donated more money to the base of Mikdash than Yosef and Yosef could ever have donated. Meaning, meaning he picked his own path in, in Avodah Sashem. Meaning he picked a path that worked for him. 
that he knew he was in Miyoshwe based matters. He knew that he he, he wasn't going to be able to sit in the base matters. And, and he picked a pair that voted to show. So I'm just wondering when you know Chazal go out of their way to say that Lochotu. So I'm just wondering if that's their way of saying that they, they picked their own way of life. And it says they accepted bribes, but they didn't really accept bribes. Really, what they did was they created salaries for their for the Chazanehem and and the and 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 the you know the secretaries and the the and the, the scribes and all, all of those people. Yeah, maybe maybe that wasn't such a bad thing. So Radak, in, in a criticism of them, however, says that that the story would have been better had they gone one had gone north and one had gone south. So at least the the Jewish people were sandwiched in between them. So some could have gone to the one in Don, some could have gone to the one in in Be'er Sheva in uh, Achidam. But but nonetheless, but 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 nonetheless, um, sometimes the expectation that we have expectations on children to be a certain way, and maybe they're not really always so realistic. Um, I, I think I, I, we see it in schools that people put put kids in the wrong places, and now we expect them kids to work out in their heads the the balance, and it's not always doesn't always work out. And, and I think I think to me that's shot and why why the why the Mefarshim went out of the way to say Lochatu. They they had to find their own way, and and, and they weren't so bad. They weren't they weren't their father. But nobody could be their father, in my opinion. Um, and maybe that's not so bad. Now, now maybe, maybe, and not being their father, as we're going to see in a minute in the Pesukim, they weren't worthy to be leaders of the Jewish people. That might be so. But again, that's not necessarily a crime, and that's not necessarily such a such a terrible thing. And, and I think that, is, to me, is what the Mafarshim are, get, uh, are getting at. So I, I I think that's that's really what we're, we're I, I think that's shot in the defense of them that they they picked their own ways wasn't like their father not the end of the world okay anyway just just a thought that I had it, uh, and try to understand why Chazal go out of the way to say lochatim when the pesukim clearly say when the pesukim really paint the bad picture and and the the the, the bad picture might be if we look at them as, if we look at them as Shmuel's sons instead of their own, instead of their own persona, so then maybe they're bad. But if we look at them individually, so maybe what they did wasn't so terrible. And and again, not everybody is cut out to, to be in that in that leadership role. Uh, some people can be in that leadership role, and and it's too difficult for them, and they shouldn't be. Because it's not doesn't help the people if they're in that role. Okay, so that, that that's just a little insight. The first couple of sukkim of this parak, pasuk um, says Dalit vayis kapsu kolzik Israel. So it says that all of the well, the leaders of the Jewish people came to Shmuel. Vayvoel Shmuel Haramas Ramasa was Shmuel's hometown, as we know. Uh, so he, so they said to him that they said like this vayamruela. You have become elderly, or whatever that means, uh, or you have shown the signs of being elderly. As the Radak uh, points out, uh, He says, you can't judge us like you used to. And your children, they're just not you. 
you know, we had, you know, and that's another thing in life, you know, um, sometimes people are hard to replace. You know, we, you know, we always say that, oh, everyone, everyone, no, no one's indispensable. Everyone's replaceable. It's not always true. Now, obviously you have to move on in life and you can't, you can't be stuck. You can't be stuck. So we, we will never know. And I would, because we live now, we will never know what we lost in Europe in, in the 1940s. We don't, we'll never know the Torah that we don't have because we don't have it. So, and we don't, and we don't understand. And we, you know, we looked, I was sitting at Baruch Hashem Sunday night at a shear, and we were at a shear instead of watching a football game. Uh, you know, so, so we're committed and, and, you know, and we're involved in this, but we'll never know what we really lost in between 1938 and 1945. So, so, um, you know, so sometimes it's, it's hard to, you know, kind of, you know, we have, we have these expectations that, you know, you know that everything's going to be the same. Uh, yes, people, you know, one of the, you know, one of the things I will show you down the road, is the month, it's months away, uh, is that David Amelech, when he dies, made sure that, that all the, all the I's were dotted and all the T's were crossed because, because, and, 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 and he really makes a heroic effort at the end of his life to make sure that there's stability among the Jewish people when he leaves this world. So, you know, I'm just saying is that, is that we don't, we, we always have these expectations, you know, they had Shmuel, they loved Shmuel. He was, he was their savior on so many different levels. He turned the course of Jewish history on its head and they knew it. And, but they expected that the next person be exactly like that. And it doesn't always work out that way. Uh, sometimes people are not replaceable and, and Shmuel Novi was not replaceable. Ultimately, David and Shlomo do fill that role to the highest level. But, but until we get to that point, the, the people will feel a void. Um, again, uh, we'll talk about Shaul. Shaul was a great person on his own and we'll, we'll talk about him. He's coming up um, in the next few weeks. So I just wanted to say that is that, you know, we do say no one's indispensable, but that doesn't mean everyone's replaceable, right? You know, when the, you know, when the, you know, you know, I love sports. Uh, you know, when, when the great player retires the next season, the team doesn't make the playoffs. Uh, everyone's replaceable. No, not, not true. Uh, and that's what happens in life. So they had these, uh, I, I, I also think, I, I, I'm going a little bit on a limb and saying this. I think the people were scared. I think that because we discussed last week that these people came to such a high level uh, of, and they, they really they, they this they really mocked the return of the Jewish people. I think they were scared that that they know they know that slippery slope that that can lead them back in the wrong direction. And, and, and I think this generation, more than any of the others previous to them, didn't want it to be that the land is quiet for 40 years and then the cycle of, the, of safer shofar, as we discussed many times, started all over again. And I think that fear is what led them in this, in this direction as they were going to ask for a king. And, and, and that's what I think it was the, their criticism of, the, uh, of, the, of, Shmuel, of Shmuel's sons were more a, a fear factor, more a more a fear factor than than uh, than anything else.
And I, I, I think that's important to, to note here. So anyways, anyway, they said, they said, right, you know, you, you are uh, not, not, um, your children are not, are not following in your ways. Now, please appoint for us a king to judge us like, like uh, all the guy. Okay, one more pasuk and then, and then let, let, let's talk. Uh, a couple more pasuk and then we got to talk about this whole Indian here because it's, it's, it's problematic. So Shmuel was very upset. In um, them asking for a king, so Vayispalel Shmuel El Hashem. So Vayomer Hashem El Shmuel Shema BeKolam. Hashem said to Shmuel, "Listen, listen to 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 what they're saying." He said, "Lechol Hashem Yomru Elecha Ki Lo Oscha Maasu." He says, "Because they're not rejecting you, Ki Im Osi Maasu Mimlocholim." They're rejecting me, from being king. Okay. So, there is a tremendous pushback in the, uh, the Psukim described to us a tremendous pushback. Uh, now, the problem is we got to figure out why. Because uh, let, let me share a few things with you. And we have to figure out why there was such, why when they came to Shmuel and they said, we want a king, why there was this tremendous pushback? What was so wrong and what they were asking? So, so, to complicate the question, let's start with a Gemara. Okay, Gemara says like this: It's a Gemara in Sanhedrin of the Chafam and Beis. It's uh, right in the middle of a long moment. Gemara says like this: Tanya, Rabbi Yossi We we learn in a Brisa. Rabbi Yossi said, Shalosh mitzvahs nistavo Yisrael v'chnisa sam la'aretz. There were three mitzvahs that were, that were commanded to the Jewish people when they entered the land. Oh, so what are those three mitzvahs? Lahamid lahem melech, to appoint a king. Ulahach rizzaro shel amalek, to destroy amalek. And, and to establish and build the base of English. So and the Gemara goes into a whole discussion, which is first, and the Gemara says the king is first. Rashi says, uh, Okay. So it says very clearly, the Gemara says that they had to appoint themselves a king. So if they had to appoint, if, if that's one of the three mitzvahs that was 
told to the Jewish people upon entering the land. So what was so bad? So what, what, what's the problem? It's a very serious question. What, what, what did they do wrong? So let me read you something a little more. So that's the Gemara in Sanhedrin. The, the Sefer Achinuch and Mitzvah Tuf Tzadi Zion, if you're keeping score, that's uh, 497. Mitzvah Minoy Melech Alein. It says that there's a mitzvah to appoint a king. Shenit Stavinu, Limnos Aleinu Melech Yisrael, that we're supposed to appoint a Jewish king. Yikapsenu Kulano, Vianigeno Kichafsom, Vialzen Amasom Tasim Alechamel. Now, so we have very clearly that the Torah and Parsha Shoftim lays out for us um, that that um, we're supposed to be a king, we're supposed to have a king. Further, there's a Gemara that says Shloshak Kisarim not new Israel that there were three crowns that were given to the that were given to the Jewish people. What were those three crowns? Keser Kahuna was given to Aaron, Keser Malchus was given to David, David Amelech, and Keser Torah was given to everybody. So, so again, if you, if in Jewish philosophy, if you study it carefully, it is clear that having a king is the right thing. We're supposed to be a theocracy. A king is supposed to be the role model of Jewish observance. He's supposed to enforce Jewish observance. He's supposed to give over. He's supposed to. One of the requirements of the king was he had to have a sefer Torah by his side at all times, as a reminder of what he's supposed to do. There was a check and balance between the Novi and the Sanhedrin and the king. King was was supposed to be part and parcel of the story. So what? So what's the problem? Here? So so how could it be? That 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 Hashem is upset at them. Shmuel is upset at them. What 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 went wrong here? So let's let's try to figure this out a little bit. I'm not sure the answer. I think the question is better than the answers, but but it's a real question. Okay. So let's look at the the first comment that they made. Let's look at the presentation. Um, I, I have someone in shul that always says <laughs> it's, it's a great line. He says, the point is right, the presentation is poor. Um, and, and when the presentation is poor, it loses its, its uh, you know, gumption. So, so what did they say? So let's look at exactly what they said. Appoint for us a king, like all the goyim. Okay, is that the worst comment in the world? Maybe it is. Um, but you should know, I just wanted to mention, the Rambam in Mora Nevuchim says that the reason why we were commanded in Korbanos as an anti-Avoidah right? So the Rashi, Rashi quotes the Pasuk, uh, on the Pasuk uh, in Parshas Bo, says, Mishchul right? By the, the, when they were commanded to, to, uh, to take the Korban Pesach, so it says, Pull, you know, mishkul pull or take and uh, take for you. Uh, so what's mishkul? Rashi says mishkul yidechem in Remove yourself from idol worship and take the the the, the tzon 
the sheep and offer it as a Korban Pesach. So the Rambam in Moran Abukham says that 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 Korbanos is an anti Avodah meaning meaning that that because all of the Goyim were were, were were seeped in sacrifices and Korbanos and all kinds of things, so Hashem commanded us to take to take the negativity of the outside world and create kedusha. Right? I always I always point out the Meshachachma says that we create kedusha. Right, the only thing that's Kodesh, that inherent is a Kodesh Baruch. Well, but everything else we create, right? Right, it says we, we build the Mishkan. It says, uh, it says, Moshe gave it to Kedusha. So, so, so the Rambam says that a Kodesh Baruch took the, the, the negativity, the idol worship, and, and, and took an aspect of it and created it as to be part of Avodah Hashem. And that's why we give Korbanos. So again, Kichol Goyim is a, is a symbol that, you know, we live in a certain world. And, and because we live in a certain world, we have to behave a certain way. So, it, you know, what, so is, was it really so terrible that, that they said it? So, so writes the Radak. Amr Rabbo Sena Zichronim Levroch. Shlosha Mitzvah Destava Yisrael Bechnis Hassan Laros. Right, the uh, Radak quotes our Gemara. And he says, uh, right, they're supposed to appoint a king, destroy Amalek, and build the base of English. In Cain, so, so, so the Radag asked the question, he says, so what's the problem here? Anyway, so the first comment is, he says that they asked it out of complaint. They said, I, you know, Shmuel, you know, you're getting old, your children aren't so good, give us a cake. You know, we're, we're unhappy with our situation. Right. right. Uh, um, uh, I know in, in none of the shuls that, uh, across this world are Jewish people, do Jewish people ever complain about anything. But um, so, so, so Shmuel, uh, the Radak says, well, the, the way they, pre- again, that's what I was saying, the presentation was poor. They presented it as a complaint. Ki'ilu Amro had they said, give us a king who's going to judge us in Torah and Yosha would be straightforward with us and, and, and instill faith in us. Oh, Radak says, had they come to Shmuel and said, listen, Shmuel, you're getting old. You know, your sons are what your sons are. Um, And we like this arrangement where we have someone to go to, where we have a leader who's, who's setting the tone among the people. Uh, and, 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 you know, judge us until you can't anymore. But after that, please leave someone in place. Please leave a king in place that's going to continue along your way. So Radak says that all would have been good. But when they said place before us a king, that was bad and it represented a lack of trust in Hashem. And further he says, they said, like all of the Goyim. 
אם היו שומרים דרך השם, כי הוא לא חמש מלחם עושה. Right, right, we discussed this many times, that, that part of the role of the Shofet at the time was to fight the battles, meaning, meaning that B'nai Yisrael was not obligated to fight their battles. So, so the Pesach says, so the Radak says, that if they would have said, because they said like the Goyim, meaning, meaning that we need a king who's going to defend us, who's going to help, who's going to have an army and, and do all the things that kings do. So that was the problem, because it showed a lack of bitachah. Uh, the rule is Hashem yilachayim lachayim ve'atem tacharishu, and Hashem will fight the battles. Meaning, meaning their, their presentation and their thinking of not of wanting a king was off. I mean, and had they come and said, you know, that one of the mitzvahs in the Torah, 613 mitzvahs, is that we should have a king, and now we're ready to fulfill that mitzvah, so that would all have been great. But it was, it was the way they, the thought process in this process, uh, that's what, that Radak says that was the problem. We'll see in the later passage, we'll say that we want a king who's going to fight our battles. So Kodesh Baruch looks down on us and says, clearly they don't have enough faith uh, in me. And, and he said to Shmuel, it's not you, it's me. So, and, and, and he goes on to explain that it was a complete lack of faith in the presentation of why they, of why they want they want they wanted a king. Right. Some only wanted a king just to get rid of the idol worship. So, so again, the Radak, in the end, he talks about, he, he, he talks about what, what people really wanted and how in, the, in their presentation of what they wanted, um, it, it was a little bit, was a little bit challenging. So, so uh, although, uh, although, but you know, but the, the problem with the story is, is that in the end of the day, they have to have a king. <laughs> the king was meant to be. Uh, you know, when Yaakov Avinu gave the bracha to Yehuda, you know, Yehuda, you know, the whole bracha to Yehuda was that they should be the king and be the leader of the Jewish people and all of that. So it, it was in the, fa- in the fabric. So, so again, again, it was more the attitude than, than the actual concept uh, of, of wanting a king. So, and, and, that, and that was the problem here. As the Radak points out, even though you're with them, and you went out to battle with them, and you were victorious, where we discussed last week that, that he was so successful that he pushed everyone out, that there was no longer need for water, because you brought them back to the good path, 
be Gam Amchal Gishol Lamel, Mashaloha Yitzrichim. So we see that they that that it, 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 as good as they were, there was still that little bit of what's called Hoseramuna, uh, a lack of faith uh, that that they have. Now, now, what what a Kaddish Baruch tells us tells Shmuel, he says that before you uh, before you give the you know before you you give into them. You gotta hammer hammer them in the head what a king means. Uh right, the Pasik says, right, when a Kurdish Baruch was said to them, uh, you know, So they really should have been been more shown a lot more faith. So now Kurdish Baruch says to them, but you gotta hammer them. You gotta tell them what a king means. Uh I'll just read a couple more psukim and a couple more minutes and then we'll stop. For tonight, it says, He says, He's going to take your sons. Put them in the army. They're going to be the, in the chariots. They're going to plow. They're going to reap. He's going to put them in the factories in the, and they're going to build the weapons. That's been Osecha Mikach. He's going to take. Uh, he's going to take the your daughters. Um, and what are they going to be? Rakachos, perfumers, tabachos. They're going to uh, be cooks ulaofos, and they're going to bake. Besad Osecha mes Karmechem is Osecha Matov Mikach benasan Lavadav. And he will, at free will, he will take uh, the fields. He will confiscate property and give it to others. Bezarecha mes Karmechem Yasor, and then he's going to charge taxes. On, on the field. The king is going to be overbearing. The king is going to take everything. Whatever you work hard for, you think you worked hard and you think you brought it home. It's kind of like taxes in this country, right? Uh, you, you work so hard, you wait for the paycheck and boom, the government takes all the money. Uh, and, and, that, and that's what Shmuel said. That it's going to be overbearing. You're not going to be able to hand it. And, and he's going to take it all. So he's going to take a, you know, a tenth of your sheep. He said, and then you're going to scream and you're going to call out to Hashem. And you know what Hashem is going to say? Too bad. But they refused to listen. We want a king. We want to. We want to be like the goyim. And he should judge us and go before us. So after this long conversation, after Shmuel hammers them about what does it mean to have a king, they said, we don't care. We want, we want a king. We want a king, and that's how we want it. Uh, and, and despite what he says, they were not listening. And, and, and the Kaddish Baruch Hu says, okay, but what, we're going to give them what they want. And, and in, the end, in the end, he tells them to go home. Um, 
you know, obviously it's a process it does because they came and said, we want one today. You don't get one tomorrow morning. And, and the king will be appointed. Uh, and next, Mr. Shem, next week we'll begin, we'll be introduced to, to Shaul Hamela, who eventually becomes the king. There's an elaborate story about how he got to be the king, uh, uh, how he went out. We'll see, we'll see he was missing the donkey of his family. And it's a whole story. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into all the whole story. I'll probably have a few extra words that I want to say on this story before we go on to that. But, uh, but, but anyway, that's essentially the, the, the issue that, that, that of the king. That they asked for a king, they didn't ask it properly, uh, and and uh, Shmuel's trying to talk them out of it. Didn't help anything, and in the end, they'll end up with with the kings as as we know it. Okay, we're going to stop here for tonight. Uh, as always, thank you, thank you for constantly coming back every every Sunday night. Um, and uh, Mr. Sham, we will continue uh, to hear. We're going to be introduced to Shaul Hamela next Sunday night. Take care. All right.